0: I'm
1: afraid!
0: Don't be afraid! No. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Hello, horror fans. Welcome to Be Afraid, the horror podcast hosted by Steve and Steve. You can find us on Instagram at Be Afraid Horror Podcast. And today we'll be discussing the seventh film in the Halloween series as we continue with our Halloween films going up to Halloween ends, which comes out October 14th. Today we will be discussing Halloween H2O, came out in 1998, obviously H2O, Halloween 20 years later after the 78, uh, original Halloween. Um, the ori- actually, the original working title for this film was Halloween 7, The Revenge of Laurie Strode, and it was a clear pun on Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers. The film was directed by Steve Miner. Who, again, is huge in the, uh, not huge, but he definitely um, paid his dues in the horror genre. He uh, he was the director of Friday the 13th Part 2 and 3. And also, he's uh, one of my favorite shows. And we'll be talking about Dawson's Creek a lot tonight because we have uh, a bunch of people that worked on the Dawson's Creek uh, set who were involved in this film. Carpenter was going to originally direct it, but he asked for $10 million plus a three-picture deal to make up for revenue that he never received from the original movie, and the producer, Mustafa Akkad, and the Weinstein brothers, who were par- partial producers of the film, pretty much told him to fuck off in so many words. Um, like I said, the Weinstein brothers who everyone loves because they're such great individuals. <laughs> they were, uh, they were um, well, I think one of them's in jail right now, rightfully so, but, um, but they were, a couple of the executive producers, but also Kevin Williamson was the third executive producer. And we all know him from what we talk about from uh, doing Scream, doing I Know What you Did Last Summer. Um, I think he did The Faculty, right Steve? Yeah. I think so. Uh, teaching Mrs. Tingle. And like I just said, Dawson's Creek. That was his creation as well. So this movie, the plot, it's right now, like I said, it's two decades after surviving a massacre on Halloween. Former babysitter Lori Strode finds herself hunted by the persistent knife-wielder Michael Myers. Lori now lives in Northern California under an assumed name where she works as the headmistress of a private school. But it's not far enough to escape Myers, who soon discovers her whereabouts. As Halloween descends upon Lori's peaceful community, a feeling of dread weighs upon her with good reason. So this movie, like I said, like it had to be big it was um by the way i say like i said a lot so i didn't say that but so don't go back like like, where do you say that because i didn't actually say that but this movie um this this had to be huge so they had to get jamie back uh it's 20 years later we we, me and we're discussing how, how much clearer this movie looks and again like it's looks a lot less low budget than the three that came before this because also because uh again the budget was higher because it's they brought Jamie Lee back and it's 20 years later so um, Jamie Lee Curtis considered the film a thank you note to her fans um, Curtis said uh, without that early career I truly don't think I would have been an actor so that's why Curtis said she came back which again like she's known as the scream queen so thanks for coming back Jamie then you had uh, a couple of youngsters that, that well Josh Hartnett plays her son in this movie. It was his first feature film. In fact, Hartnett didn't really want to be in the movie. He was quoted. He was quoted saying, "Halloween Seven is that going straight to the video or is that going straight to hell?" And uh, Michelle Williams again plays his love interest in the movie, and she's also from Dawson's Creek. And again, this marks. Um, she did a very good job in this movie, and it. This and Dawson's, like I said, it showed what kind of actress she was going to become. She ended up being nominated for four Academy Awards in her life so far, and she was probably my favorite movie the last decade uh, Manchester by the Sea. If you feel like crying like a little baby, um, go watch that. It's a very emotional movie. And uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt has a cameo in this. And last, so I'm going to quit naming names right now, but the last. The last guy who I'm going to name is Mr. LL Ladies Love Cool James LL Cool J. Um, I will say, I got a little tiny story to tell about LL Cool J, who's made many great movies. I think, if you ask me, LL Cool J is probably the greatest, um, has the greatest filmography out of any musician. He's in Robin Williams' movie Toys. He's in Deep Blue Sea. His head is like a shark's fin. He's in uh, Any Given Sunday. And he's been on Pete and Pete and Oz, the TV shows. But the greatest thing that LL Cool J has ever done is that he had a brief cameo in a movie that me and my high school friends filmed 20 some odd years ago. Was it 20 years ago already? Jesus, it was about 2002, yep. Um, I grew up in the same town as Ladies Love Cool James. And he, uh, we have a fair called the SEA Fair every year. And he happened to be there. And my buddies, we were filming a movie called Resident Evil, and it was a play on uh, Resident Evil, and it was about a uh, movie's about like slashing ears um, or flapping ears. You guys wouldn't really get that. That was kind of an inside joke that we had when we were fifteen years old. But um, yeah, so my friends approached LL Cool J and said, "Hey, can you do a um, introduction to our movie?" So the video's out there somewhere with them going. This is L Cool J and welcome to Resident Easel. So again, this is probably like my second favorite LL Cool J movie after Resident Easel. But, uh so Steve, I know you were telling me coming up to like this film that you weren't really digging it too much. How, how do you feel about it at this time now?
1: Uh, still not a favorite for sure. Like it's at the bottom of my list, but I did appreciate it a lot more this time than I remembered. Um The last time I saw it, because I I did grow up watching this, this was the first Halloween movie I saw, I actually saw this before the first one, but um, I didn't revisit it again until like um, a couple years ago, which is when I was already like an adult, and it it had been since since I was like, I want to say eight years old since I saw it, so a good amount of time had went by, and I was disappointed to find out that it wasn't as good as I remembered, Um, but now a couple years later, after that, um, it's not as bad as I remembered from that viewing, so I, I like it more than last time, but still not, I have a lot of problems with it, still not one of my favorites, and I definitely don't like it as much as a lot of people do, but um, yeah, it's um, it's very, like you said, because so of the higher budget or whatever stylistic choices, just they, they're trying to be like Scream or whatever, um, it has like a very clean and like sleek look, and I feel like it, it doesn't work for like a Halloween movie for me, um, I was, I mentioned before when we were talking before this, um, uh, like Halloween 5 as many problems as I had with it um, that at least had like a, a grim and like um, you know creepy look to it like it, whether if it was because it was just low budget or you know just an ugly movie but it just created that feeling of like fall and Halloween uh, even better than this one. This one I kind of kept forgetting it was Halloween until um, a couple of shots of like people in costumes or, or whatever they'd acknowledge it here and there but it just didn't feel like a Halloween movie um, and I also don't like that it's not in Haddonfield and that's, I know like a lot of people, um, like that's a common thing to say that they don't like about this movie, so it's not really saying anything like groundbreaking, but um, I have to agree with all those people. Uh, it's a pr- pretty big part of what makes the Halloween movies good to me and it's not just Michael Myers and it's not just Lori Strode. I could do a Halloween movie without Lori Strode actually. Um, and you know, like, I like Halloween 3, but that, that just shouldn't have been called Halloween, but in my Halloween movies, I need Michael Myers, and I need um Haddonfield for sure, and this movie makes me realize that, because I don't really like the college setting, I feel like it makes a very, um, like you mentioned Dawson's Creek before, and, and all that, all the stuff Kevin Williamson has done, I feel like this movie just, like, ends up falling in, like, a category with those movies, and it's just, like, Halloween uh, Michael Myers in like that world it's not like a Halloween movie that came out in those years it's like a another movie from those years when Michael Myers like inserted um, but with that said though I did enjoy the kills a lot um, and a lot of cool Michael Myers moments I, I didn't mind the act that much I just absolutely hated the mask this is one of the masks that I dislike the most um, mainly because of how big the eye openings are um, you can see his eyeballs a lot uh, specifically. Like, you can see his reaction sometimes, and I feel like that takes away from, you know, the mystique of Michael Myers. Uh, For example, when she kicks him in the balls, you see his eyes open up, and it's, like, you know, comical and, like, not really how you want to see Michael. Um, But other than the mask of the actual actor, I don't have that many problems with him. Um, But uh, there are a lot of, like, silly moments that make him look pretty, like, dumb, and I think Laurie gets too many hits on him at the end and kind of ends up, like, pretty much... um, you know, it turns into, like, her being the hunter and him the hunted, <clears throat> uh, so, in that sense, like, he's, like, less threatening, but when it comes to, um, how he moves and, and, um, the kills, um, I don't think he, he was bad at all, um, I specifically like the jack lantern kill a lot, and when he kills the boyfriend, so, uh, a lot of cool Michael Myers moments, just not the best Halloween movie, uh, could be kind of dull and dreary at times, and, like, just, like, boring, but, um, it picks up a lot i think at the end and the michael myer moments aren't horrible just even though there are some parts that make them look kind of silly and the people around them um a lot of silly choices just like the other movies but overall not like a bad bad movie like um i say halloween five resurrection like two are like i can't say it's a bad movie even though i don't enjoy it as much as um the hardcore h2o fans do
0: what i do like again like I guess it couldn't have been in Haddonfield because, with at least with the story, because she plays, uh, I forgot the name of the movie, Carrie Tate or something like that. Yeah. But she she plays someone who, accidentally died, who who faked her death in a car accident just to get away from her brother, and so obviously she has to move. And the funny thing is, like, what not not funny, but when that happened, this movie was actually supposed to be originally. Um, I think it was supposed to be part of the Thorn trilogy, from what I read. So again, that was all going to add into it. Like um, it was to be like originally, it was part of the Thorn trilogy, and Laurie, she was under a different name and went into hiding because she faked her death. And Jamie thought her parents were dead the whole time. Um, again, so she thought that her mother was dead the whole time, and that's because she faked her death. But the scene was taken out of the movie. Which I was kind of glad it was because I I kind of liked the Thorn Trilogy being what it was. I didn't want to add more to it. Again, like I said, it wasn't the best trilogy ever, and it's good that it at least ended there. Like we said in our last episode, six kind of wrapped it up, and that that was good enough for me. Like I said, let's go on to something new and different. And Steve was saying how this one has like a different um kind of like vibe, a different setting than the other ones, and. Again, that's also because like again, this is like the MTV generation. This is like the first time that that happened Me, me and Steve we both were um, watching horror movies in the late 90s and again this is when they started everyone started taking from Scream and This is when they started putting um, putting rappers like we said L Cool J's in this uh, Buster Rhymes was in the next one um, this is when they started taking People from hit TV shows Like we said Michelle Williams was in this um, That uh, Katie Holmes Was in Disturbing Behavior um, Neve Campbell was in Scream, all that stuff Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt um, Was in I Know What You Did Last Summer All these people were big teen actors on TV shows So that's again like That's all part of that MTV Generation Which I I always enjoyed I I was saying um, I feel like the band that like I find associates itself the most with like the uh, with these movies is probably, I was saying this before, probably Creed. Every time I see, I, I, I kind of feel like every time I see one of these late 90s movies, it has Creed playing in it, but that's not 100% true. Like I said, because I, this movie, um, they're playing What's This Life in this film. Uh, the movie The Skulls, which is a, again, Joshua Jackson movie. Big uh, big '90s heart drop, big '90s uh, Dawson's Creek guy and Mighty Ducks. Uh, they're playing higher in that movie. Um, what if the Creed song is in Scream Three when Cotton and his, and his girlfriend are being killed? So again, like I, I I always put Creed and again Creed is like that MTV type of music, so I I always associate that with that, and um, I do agree with Steve. I think Steve, w- would you say that's your favorite kill in the movie? Th- the lantern film? Uh, yeah, when, when he kills lantern?
1: Sarah, uh, which is after my least favorite part of the whole movie, um, when he's chasing, um, the guy's name is Charlie, right? The friend. He goes to like look for a corkscrew or, or a bottle opener or whatever, and it's just so, so drawn out. He ends up like walking around everywhere, and it's like all the suspense, and then finally, when he does get killed, it's off screen. And that's when you get that, the look of the horrendous CGI mask that they had um, used temporarily, so... Absolutely hated that scene with with Charlie getting killed because, like I said, you don't even see it after all that. They waste all that time. But then it made up for it when he killed Sarah. Um, that was pretty intense. Seeing her leg break and then hanging her up as a Jack Lantern. That was really cool. Like Michael Myers type thing to do. Like his signature shrines.
0: Yeah, I, th- I thought that was awesome with the Jack Lantern. I, yeah. I agree. I thought that was like one of the best parts of the movie. Um, what was it going to say? Yeah, I wonder why they didn't make his kill that interesting. I, I wonder if they originally did, but they had to cut it out because of. Uh, they get a lower rating maybe it was like rated x or something or something like that or, or maybe they they they're running
1: low on the budget yeah it wasn't quite sl- sure yeah it was like his throat was cut so it could be something like that
0: yeah so maybe they showed more it's kind of like uh, in scream with steve when he gets his uh, insides ripped out in the beginning um again like they show a lot more and then they had to cut back a lot yeah um I- i'm not comparing the two kills that again like as we always say that that opening to Scream is probably both of our favorite openings in a horror movie, right?
1: Yeah, and um, that's a good point because Wes Craven is a master um, at getting around like those the ratings people and getting his movies approved to like BR and not X um, by doing like really clever cuts and like uh, just camera tricks. And then he's able to like, get his way and leave stuff. So I bet you if Wes Craven um, was in charge of this movie, we would have saw a little more of Charlie's Kill than we got to see here. They probably had a director that didn't really fight for, you know his creative choices.
0: Well, we also said that, again, in the past that, like, uh, that I think we did, that, like you're saying, like Kevin, uh, was not Kevin Williams, uh, Wes Craven's great at getting around that stuff. Again, like, Scream, they were gonna make him cut a lot of it out, until he told them, well, this is a comedy. He's like, this is a parody in horror movies. And, (laughs) like, again, they were like, oh, okay, we we see what you're saying. (laughs) And, again, like, I think it was, um, was it Wes Craven or John Carpenter? I forgot which one who said... Uh, no, oh, sorry. I'm thinking of Steven Spielberg, actually, where, where Steven Spielberg says, I don't make rated R movies. And, like, again, and, and that's when, like, they cut it back to PG-13 or whatever it was. But that I, I don't know why I was saying... Because we were talking about Spielberg while well, we were talking about Poltergeist and something else. So that's, yeah, that, that's why that, he, he was That's my just head.
1: showing how he has power over Hollywood. And, and same with yeah. Wes Craven. Um, a combination of, you know, him being Wes Craven... And probably persuading them and like kind of like manipulating the situation who's master at it Let's and Steve
0: told me not to lie to you guys today so I'm not gonna lie to you I'm gonna tell you a true story <laughs> you know straight-up facts true story um, sometimes at the end of the laughing I'm just fucking around but I'm not this is facts F-A-C to the T-S so an early draft of this script and again I would have been very disappointed by this I'm sure Steve would have kept hating this movie um, probably would have been the least favorite one in the series. Early drafts of the script had Charlie rather than Michael as the killer. Besides being a copycat shape, Charlie would have turned out to be the offspring of a nurse raped by Michael Myers at a sanitarium. Um, the draft was titled Halloween, The Son of Michael Myers, and both the title and twist were eliminated in rewrites. and. Um, Again, I'm very glad that they were eliminated. This reminds me of both Friday the 13th Part 5 and Nightmare on Elm Street Part 5. Friday the 13th Part 5, obviously, because Jason is not the killer; it's a copycat killer. And Nightmare on Elm Street Part 5, because um, it shows uh, the raping of the um, of the nun where Freddy is born. So again, like, yeah, a so, horrible. Yeah, that, that would have been terrible. And I just learned about that the other day. And, again, like I said, I'm, I'm glad that they went in a completely wrong direction. Because I like the whole idea of 20 years later and now Jamie just wants to end it. And Steve said that he's intense. I like the idea that, like, she kicks his ass at the end. And I, I, I love I the ending of this movie. And I love when he's freaking out and he's running down, like he's walking down the, um, the table. He's flipping all the tables I love the part where they first see each other up close, and um, they are in the doorway, and they um, right before that they are slicing. Uh, he's slicing and trying to cut Josh Harnett and Michelle Williams, and she opens the door for him, and they do that like iconic stare at each other, and yeah, then that she was goes awesome. to get her keys, and he's gone. But that that scene was great, right?
1: Yeah, that was really cool. Um, th- that's. I think the movie picks up a lot for like I say about like 20 minutes at that point and then it kind of like dies down a little and then we'll get to it later but that ending even though it gets uh, ruined in Halloween resurrection um, especially when you first see it that ending I I say still works and it's a very good use of uh, the Halloween score so from that moment that you said when they look at each other from uh, through the window from there on the movie just really picks up a lot and I think um, that's actually like you said the best part so I agree. The ending is great. And um, yeah, I thought that was funny, too. Right before they look at each other through the window, when, when you see um, Michelle Williams and Josh Harnett, um, you know, the, the doors locked behind them and Michael swinging his knife around, which is pretty intense and, like, scary. Um, I thought that was well done. Um, they did, like, the whole bit with, like, the keys. It kind of reminded me of Titanic, which just came out a year before. And it's, like, the same thing, like, building tension with, like, you know, somebody trying to find the key and, like, a, a rail. It's, like, even the same type of door uh, reminded me of it. So, yeah, that was a really well-done scene.
0: I feel like the weakest part of this movie, at least the part that I don't enjoy as much, even though, like I said, I like the whole thing, but, like, probably, like, the, uh... Probably the second, like, if you're gonna break the movie up, like, probably, like, the, uh... Middle part. Like, um, again, I love the... The ending, I think, is great. And the beginning is, again, it starts off with, um... I think the beginning is awesome too. Again, I'm into I I, I like Joseph Joseph Gordon Levitt. I like how they brought uh, Marion Chambers back, the nurse. Um, I think that she's funny in this movie. I think she uh, she has a one line where um, the kid looks at her and goes, "Has anybody ever told you second hand smoke c- kills you?" <laughs> and she goes, "Yeah, but they're all dead." And um, I thought I, that that kind of remind remind me of my grandmother a little bit. <laughs> I I thought that was funny
1: yeah I love that she came back for this and then uh, later on also in Halloween Kills like I love stuff like that
0: yeah I mean good for her that's awesome but like at the same time she probably just did it because I'm looking at her movie resume she has like her filmography she's been like eight things over the last 50 years
1: so yeah she probably jumped up at this opportunity (laughs) yeah Yeah, yeah, good for us though
0: sitting by the phone just waiting for the phone call (laughs) but like uh I know PJ Souls was supposed to come back but she didn't um PJ Souls was supposed to come back and uh, be the secretary, but they end up having um, having Janet Lee do it J- Jamie Lee Curtis's mother. And again that was again that was huge because with that um, that brings back the whole thing that, that's the reason why that's the reason why Jamie Lee Curtis became an actress because her mother and father were one of the biggest Hollywood couples ever with Tony Curtis and Janet Lee. And the scene that the main scene, she's in a couple scenes in this movie, but the main scene, she is um, she stands in front of the same car. Uh, she drives the same car that she drove in Psycho, and the music playing in the background is also the music from Psycho. And Janet Lee um, again, she, she played Marion Psycho, and the license plate on the car it was the same um, as the second car Marion buys in Psycho, and again, like um, again, I think the uh, I read that the the um, license plate is NFB four one eight, which are Norman Bates' initials. And lastly, uh, Norma is the first name of Norman Bates' mother from Psycho. That's so. So cool. again, these these movies always pay homage, homage to like all these um all these older films, and they bounce back and forth with Scream as well. Again, like they did. Um, you could see the um, Jamie Lee Curtis yells at the kids. She she yells at Hartnett and Williams. To go down the street and go to the um and go to the Becker's house. Oh yeah, which was yeah, and, and that's a reference from again that that was supposed to refer to the line from Halloween, where um where a uh, scream was talking about Halloween in in the movie Scream and it was uh the the Becker's parents go go down the street and she they, the father tells her mother to go down the street and go to the Mackenzie's house and again so Mackenzie's and, were the the kids being babysat and um. In Halloween
1: and this time Lori as a teacher is given the lecture about um, fate which is the, the same lecture that she was being given while she saw Michael out the window while she was in school
0: that kind of reminds me of like uh, also the scene where maybe just because it's a school scene but that reminds me of and they probably got it when they filmed this movie too from Halloween but it reminds me of Nightmare on Elm Street where Nancy's sitting in the classroom yeah. because i i think i forgot what type of story they're telling but they're going over some like um they're going over some like shakespeare i forgot what it was hamlet or yeah, something yeah. i forgot and she's exactly trying not to was. fall asleep right yeah yep and that yeah. always gives me the same vibe
1: yeah yeah but, very similar uh and i want to uh, uh, talk about that um michelle williams in that scene that that's when it hit me um um that the acting in this is very good and i think that's like a A thing that got lost in like the Halloween series that wasn't as important um um like the first movie like I'm not saying like it should have won an Oscar or whatever not that the Oscars mean anything but the acting was just like very good and um it it became kind of like a little sillier and just the tone wasn't taken as as, uh, as seriously as it was in the first one like the movies became less grounded um this movie brings it back to like that more grounded and less goofy like approach to it um the acting is is very good in here. Michelle Williams, when she answers the question of that Laurie asks, uh, she just completely kills it with like her whole monologue, or whatever the the answer that she asked to the question. Um, she really shows like her acting chops there. Um, very good. Josh Hartnett also, uh, I think this was his first movie, and again, absolutely kills it. His scenes, I think, were were some of the best. Actually, both of them, Michelle Williams and Josh Hartnett, uh, pretty much to me. Uh, carried this movie, uh, whether if it was meant to be like that or uh, because, you know, they're like the main ones or because they just are the best actors in this movie, I think even better than, I, I dare say, Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, their parts are the most entertaining and they're just like very, like, good young actors that, you know, keep you, like, glued on, like, what their reactions are going to be and what they're going to say. So they're good at keeping your attention. not just like stupid teenagers saying dumb things and you're just waiting for them to die. They're like captivating actors and uh you told me before that michelle williams even went on to win like a bunch of awards and stuff so that makes well, she, a lot of she, she was
0: nominated for four four best uh actress, okay, nominated, and yeah. actress awards.
1: either way but I'm, again I'm, like i'm sure she's gotten some yeah more serious roles after this and you could see it from from halloween h show that she was going to go on to be like that
0: I, i'm not even saying this i'm not even reaching um i think michelle williams is one of if not my favorite actresses of the last 25 years. Yeah, she's incredible. Uh, Claire, Claire Danes is up there. Um, but, like, again, her list of movies, um, Brokeback Mountain, Blue Valentine, Manchester by the Sea, My Week with Marilyn, um, Shutter Island, these are all incredible roles that, that she's done. And, again, her role as... Probably the hardest role to play on Dawson's Creek, I would think, would, would be the role Jen that she plays. And she does a great job with that, too. Like I said, um, again, she, in, in that in that show, she is a girl that has gone through hell and is now moving in with, with her grandmother and her grandfather, who passed away in the first season. But again, like I said, she is such an amazing and—I I, I don't want to say underrated actress because she was nominated four times for Best Actress— But, again, I think she should be more... I don't think she's the type of girl that should be making Venom and Venom Let There Be Carnage right now. (laughs) Um, I I think she's above that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they make a lot of money,
1: though, but, yeah, I know what you mean.
0: Yeah, like I said, but, like, I... I, It's funny, I've never seen seen Venom. I've never seen Let There Be Carnage, but I really want to see it because I like her a lot, and I like Woody Harrelson a lot, but I heard the movie's awful. So, I... I I, I haven't... I haven't seen but anything hold,
1: by her I'm yeah. going by just um, this movie alone I could tell how incredible of an actress she is and, and you tell yeah. me
0: if I, you like great acting it's not horror but like I said Brokeback Mountain uh, Blue Valentine like I said Manchester by the Sea is by far the saddest movie I've seen in forever I have to see it and like it stars for, do, do you like Casey Affleck?
1: Uh, I don't know if I've seen him in anything other than no I haven't seen him in anything no
0: he he's Ben Affleck's brother. He's in a yeah. He's he, he's in Goodwill Hunting. Oh,
1: yep. Yeah, I was going to say that, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. Oh, that's one of my favorite movies, too. I love Goodwill yeah, Hunting.
0: So, yep. So he's the he's also in a great movie where I think he plays um what's the name of that movie where his brother is uh Christian Bale. Um, the
1: Fighter? Forgive what? Not The Fighter, right?
0: No. Um it's called I'm I'm sorry to stop for a second, but I just need to find this because it's a freaking incredible film. Film it's a uh, one of the best. Again, it's called like I think it's called Out of the Furnace. So here, we, yeah, it's called Out of the Furnace. It's with him and Christian Bale, and I was just talking about Woody Harrelson, and he's in that too. And again, so that's a great movie with him also. But the movie just stars the movie Manchester by the Sea. Not to get off topic for a second. It starts off with two brothers. Um, It's him, and I forgot the other guy's name, but he's a coach in Friday Night Lights, the uh, TV show. And they are... um, I think they're fishing with with one of their sons. And it turns out, like, the backstory... I'm not going to give it away, but something really, really, really horrible happened to Casey Affleck and Michelle Williams' children. And it was... The blame goes to Casey Affleck, rightfully so. And it shows how like their lives just fall apart. And it's sad because they still love each other, but they can't have each other. Because, like, what they just went through. And, again, I'm not going to give anything more away. I think I already gave too much away. But this is a horror movie podcast, so I'm going to step away from Michelle Williams for a second. I just want to give a shout-out to, uh, to my main actress, my, my main girl out there. But, uh, so... Yeah, so, again, this movie also pays respect to, to the Scream franchise. They show Scream 2 on... Um, again, I know I'm changing topics really quick. I just don't want to keep going on talking about a depressing movie like Manchester by the Sea. But um, Which is silly, so, by
1: the way, Scream 2. Um, because them showing Scream 2, that that's them acknowledging that Scream is a film series in this movie. Um, because if Scream 2 exists, that means it's a Scream 1. And in Scream 1, at... Uh, Stu's house at the party. They're watching Halloween, which would if they watched Scream One, they would see Laurie Strode, the actual person in a movie, being chased by. They would see actual events being a movie in the Scream world. So that just kind of like breaks like the whole like space-time continuum, whatever you want to call it. It's just it makes no sense that that trivia.
0: That had, that's an awesome scene in to Scream, too. Like, Need Campus Lori in the Box. She's like, Halloween, The Fog, Prom Night. She's like, Why do all these have Jamie Lee Curtis in it? <laughs> I like, That's Jamie Lee Curtis, the Scream Queen. But, <laughs> but, uh, yeah,
1: so if, if they watched it, they would be like, What the hell? Lori Strode? <laughs>
0: <laughs> she goes, What is it? They, they, they never showed their tits. They didn't show their tits until 1983 in Trading Places. What, 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 what was it? What, she didn't show her tits until she went legit. <laughs> 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 but, uh,. No, but they, they are uh, in Scream 2, uh, yeah, but they show Scream 2, the, 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 uh, they're watching Scream 2 before they go out in this movie, and Michelle Williams and whoever plays the character, Sarah, I forgot her name, the one that becomes a jack-o'-lantern, but uh, originally the funny thing is they were watching, um, They were because when this movie was filmed, Scream 2 wasn't out yet, so originally they were watching So I Married an Axe Murderer. And that was supposed to be a joke because So I Married Axe Murder stars Mike Myers, the actor. And uh, the clip was uh, ended up changing to Scream 2 in post-production after, uh, after Scream 2 came out uh, in the theater. And um, again, Jamie Lee Curtis said that they asked Mike Myers to do a cameo in the movie, Mike Myers the actor, to just walk past the street, past Laurie, <laughs> and she does a double take when she sees him. But he said no to that. I'm so really happy I,
1: that, that they didn't do that because that would have been really dumb. Um,
0: that would have been kind of like, um, again, I wouldn't like it either. Cause like, again, that's one of the reasons why I'm not a big scream three fan. Like I don't want to see Jay and Silent Bob. in <laughs> a movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And also, um, I heard that was actually Jamie Lee Curtis's idea for the Mike Myers thing. And, and thankfully Mike Myers said no. So, um, you know, I love Jamie Lee Curtis, but she has some pretty bad ideas. Cause it was also supposedly her that came up with the, the title Halloween H2O 20 years later, which is pretty dumb. Um, like H20, just because it's H20, like you know, you've got to acknowledge that it says H20. And then also, why is there an H in the H20 if it if the word Halloween's is already in a title? So it's just a, like a really long and convoluted name. And that was Jamie Lee Curtis's idea, also. So I'm glad someone I'm glad Mike Myers um, said no to the idea of that because that and also the PJ Souls thing I think would have been too much, also, because if this takes place in the same timeline as halloween one and two then that means pj souls was a character and she died in the first one so why would she be the secretary in this if she died you well, know, we're supposed i don't to think
0: it's, i think she's been playing a different character
1: yeah but still we we yeah. we who have seen no, halloween it. one and two we've seen pj souls the act that's going to be very distracting that yeah just like seeing mike myers we're seeing jane silent bobby the movie um uh, and same with Danielle Harris. Supposedly, Danielle Harris was supposed to be in it, and and she ended up not being in it. That also would have been the strike thing, because that that would have been like, hey, isn't that Jamie, uh, her daughter? But you know, playing a different character or, or not, yeah. it's still the same actress. So I'm glad they kept away from all those um, little, you know, forced fan service moments that just w- would have taken away from what otherwise is like you know a pretty grounded movie. Like I was saying before, uh, it's the most realistic one, the least out there well- out of all of them.
0: I don't think Jamie Lee Curtis was like again. Like she said that she did this like out of respect to fans and stuff like that, and give something back. But according to her, um, she did this movie for the paycheck too. She said, "I did this movie for the paycheck," which is understandable. But like at the same time, she was saying that it deals with interests and stuff. It does deal it deals with alcoholism and trauma and stuff like that. But she said at the end of the day, I I did this for a paycheck.
1: At least she's honest so, enough yeah. to admit that. And, and yeah, she's a... I, I give her credit for that. Yeah, she's a she's really cool. Like how we like her so much in in the movies, because um, uh, it seems like that's how she really is in real life. Like a really down to earth lady. And um, I heard we'll talk about this more when we when we do Resurrection. But Resurrection, she only agreed to do it because um, she wanted her character killed off, and she just wanted like to get out of the franchise. Like she wanted H2O to be the definitive ending, and they wanted to keep going. So she was like, "All right, get me out of here." And she agreed to do only like a couple minute cameo, and then she donated her. Her paycheck to charity for that supposedly so that's pretty cool of her
0: yeah respect to that i mean i'm sure she didn't need the paycheck but at the same time like you could always choose not to do that so yeah. again so good job on her part um uh, steve mentioned the mask before um you can see in the, in the movie there's like there's actually a couple of different masks worn because they decided well in the production to go with a different mask so again, like there were certain scenes that were reshot and some scenes with the original mask can still be seen in the movie. And there's actually one scene where he's on like the top of a staircase, I believe, where the mask was altered with CGI to replace Michael's old mask with the new one. So you could kind of see that. You could see the CGI on the mask. I think he's standing on like top yeah, of the stair- stairwell. It's very... I remember co- correctly.
1: Yep, yeah, very obvious. Even before HDTVs, I, I bet you people spotted that that, that just looked really weird. Yeah, yep. Yeah. But, uh,
0: was it say? Um, yeah, I, I, I found one cool, interesting fact about this movie that I just learned the other day. And, like, again, this is one of those things where I hoped I didn't miss it. Um, because I'm a big Hellraiser fan too. Like I mentioned in the last episode, two episodes ago, whatever. Like, Hellraiser 1, 2, and 3, I like a lot. And 4 is okay. Um, but there's a Cenobites, um, the Cenobites of the Demons in, in Hellraiser. And, um, there's a Cenobite called Butterball, and like I said, I, I love the begin. a couple things also about the beginning of this movie too that I like, again, like, first of all, just realizing that when Marion Chambers goes to knock on um, on Jimmy's porch, who's played by uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, um, when she's knocking on the door, to the right of her is a statue of Butterball, the Cenobite, and that was my first time noticing this because I read up on it beforehand. And I paused it, and that that was awesome. Seeing that, that they put that in there, and I also love it. I was even when we did part two um, weeks ago, I was telling Steve that, like, again, he wasn't a big fan of having uh, Mr. Sandman in the. I, I, I think you thought that Mr. Sandman was maybe too positive, like too upbeat of a song for like, these types of movies, right?
1: Yeah, I just, I just wasn't feeling it yet.
0: Yeah, but like, that's at the end of part two, and H2O actually aren't. Opens up with Mr. Salmon playing, and I, I, I like that inside the movie, so I yeah, actually so, enjoy that.
1: So yeah, that's actually, um, that goes to well. The biggest problems I have is like he's, as you know, um, well we both don't like two that much, but I especially don't like that, the storyline of Laurie being Michael's sister. So, in general, like the whole movie, like the whole premise of it, well, while I could enjoy it, I'm just like against it. You know, being in the Halloween uh, timeline, like I don't, I don't like this timeline at all. Like I don't like um, Jamie being um, related to Michael. I I think that's like unnecessary and like. The cool thing about the first one was just that he was just like after these people with like you know. You mean Laurie? Just, like, sorry. Um, Jay- what was What is it, Connor? Jamie. Well, uh,
0: maybe you meant J- Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got I'm sorry. Yeah. I got confused for a second because Jamie is Danielle Harris.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, um, Yeah, you? Laurie. I don't like the, the fact that they're they're, they're related. And the, what I liked so much about the first one was that, you know, Michael didn't have an agenda. It was just, he was just this evil thing, you know, the blackest eyes. Um, and then going back to the mask, you could see his eyes way too clearly in this one because the eye holes are so big. And I don't like seeing Michael's reactions to stuff. So I, I just, um, this is one of the, the masks that I hate the most. I put this up there with Five and, and Halloween Resurrection as the worst masks cause, um, because of that, because I don't want to see Michael's eyes.
0: Would you say that you like the Thorn trilogy, four, five and six more than the one, two, seven, eight?
1: Uh I mean probably if I like four and, and six more than this, uh, I know some yeah. people are gonna think that's crazy, including you, but um I, I do like Halloween six more than this one and I like four I more, they're... so yeah, I, I hate insane. to say it because I hate Halloween five so much, but um yeah, um definitely the Thorn trilogy over this this um, timeline.
0: I think if I go with any time, like it, I'm waiting for Halloween Ends to come out because, like, when Halloween Ends comes out, if it's awesome, that's my new favorite Halloween trilogy. And it's funny how we keep breaking it up because, like, like we said, there's four or five different timelines for Halloween. <laughs> but like, uh, but that's like my favorite group of Halloween movies, like the the, yeah. the one story. If it, because it, it, Halloween 2018 I enjoyed, Halloween Kills is awesome, and like if this movie's good, like I said, it'd be the only. I guess the only um, only um, timeline in the, in the franchise that I don't have a problem with in the movies, like in the first Halloween, in the ho- first Halloween franchise uh, timeline, I don't like I don't like two that much, and I don't like eight. And the Thorn um, trilogy, four, five, and six, um, again I like four a lot. Um, I don't like five that much. 5 is definitely one of my lower ones, and 6 is like, eh. Like, it's closer to shit than, like, being really good. I know you don't agree with me. Um, no, I, it's, the, a,
1: yeah, it's definitely closer, but uh, it's a guilty pleasure for me. And, and I wish they yeah. just brought that mask back. The mask in 6, I think, was perfect. Uh, it was a close, the best one since the original, so... If they would have just brought even, that one back, it would have been better.
0: Even if it's not as good, they, they just want to try something new, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, but if, even it's not if better, it works out or it doesn't. Yeah, it didn't work out. <laughs> it didn't work out. But... <laughs>
0: And even with the Halloween, even with the Rob Zombie, which is his own separate ones. Like, Halloween 1, like I said, me and C both like a lot. I think, right?
1: Yeah, of course. I think
0: Halloween 1, like, Rob Zombie did a great job. It takes balls. It takes balls to go out there and go, I'm going to go remake probably a top five horror movie of all time. Like, (laughs) I'm going to go remake that. That's never been done. Because they never remade, uh, well, I guess with The Shining. But, um... They never remade Jaws I, I'm lying They remade The Shining They remade um, Night Living Dead So it's been done But like again Night Living Dead remake was kind of shitty um, That starred Tony Todd And I think Tom Savini was the director But um, if you, you guys all know Tom Savini The greatest makeup artist in horror history um, sure. But like uh, But again like the remake in Night Living Dead was just like it was. It was kind of like, um, kind of like Psycho. Even though I kind of like the Psycho remake, which also I think came out in nineteen ninety eight. I think so, just like Halloween H two O. But I liked the remake because um, again, I I, don't, I I I liked the actors in the movie. I liked Anne Hesh. I liked God, God God bless her soul. Um, I liked uh, William H Macy. I liked um, Vince Vaughn. I think Vince Vaughn plays a great psychopath. Um, in this and Domestic Disturbance and Psycho and Domestic Disturbance. But, like, again, Night Living Dead was kind of like a shot-for-shot type remake, too. And it just wasn't, it wasn't that good. Um, I could go without seeing it again. Only reason why I watch it is because I like Tony Todd. So, even though I might not be a big fan of the movie, I enjoy seeing him. But I forgot what I was getting at. I I was getting at, like, again, like, it takes balls to do whatever he did for Tom Spade to remake that movie for, again, for... Then the remake Psycho, um I forgot who I forgot who made the remake of Psycho. Um, and for um Rob Zombie to do Halloween. And Rob Zombie wasn't like a big movie guy before that. Like I said, um I'm trying to think what he had a couple of horror movies that came out. I guess he had a couple. He had um, Devil's Rejects, oh, House of the Thousand Corpses. House of the Thousand Corpses, yeah, yeah. And I, I thought both those movies were actually really good. Um I I I thought House of the Thousand Corpses was like a modern-day remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre but again um, probably not as scary as Texas Chainsaw Massacre but it was definitely as entertaining there's some great characters in, in it they have the trilogy they have those two movies and then they have the third one which was uh, three from hell and you got Captain Spaulding you have um, baby and I forgot the name of Bill Mosley's character but you got those three and they're they're all great great characters in that film. But um
1: Yeah, I think um that's a good point that House of Thousand Corpses is um similar to Texas Chainsaw. Um that would have been more fitting. As much as I like Rob Zombie Halloween, um, he would have been better to do a Texas Chainsaw Massacre Remake, even though I like the two thousand three one. But um yeah, and actually the studio came to him with the idea. He didn't he didn't want to make it himself, so you know they came to him. Uh, I think the Weinstein brothers went to him or something. So you know it, it it takes balls to take on a project like that. But you know it it wasn't even his idea. I don't think he he ever really wanted to make a Halloween movie.
0: Well, what what I liked about him is that like I've seen his house. I went to Rob Zombie's house one day. No, I'm just kidding. But um, but <laughs> I did see his house on a on like like a MTV crib show or whatever the hell it is. And they show him And like He has a whole like Part of his house Dedicated to horror And it's all like Horror masks And like That's Artifacts awesome. From horror movies And like His horror movie collection Is alright Not as good as mine But like um, But it's still Fucking sweet And like It shows how passionate He is about it I love it And like yeah. And like And he's He's a weirdo But like Normally uh do Normally as horror fans Are a little bit odd You know <laughs> so, again, so, like, I, I get it, but, so, I watched that, and I think it's, he was a perfect person to do a remake for Halloween, and, uh, yeah, and, and talk about Psycho, about, like, the, the remake of Psycho and stuff, too, um, during the movie, Charlie actually tells, uh, Josh Harness character John, he goes, 20 years from now, you're still gonna be living with it, because, like, his mom kind of, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. Yep. Yeah. So it goes twenty years from now. You're still gonna be living with her, probably running some weird motel out in the middle of nowhere. And that's <laughs> a reference to Psycho too. So i, I, I I'm a Psycho as well.
1: Yeah, and i was so. surprised Kevin Williamson didn't write this movie because um, that that part particularly reminded me of like the Kevin Williamson uh, snappy dialogue.
0: Yeah. No. Definitely. You could definitely feel him in this, I and mean, I'm sure he produced it. Like I'm sure he had some say in what was going on. I'm sure he had something to do with it. Yeah. So. I'm sure yeah. he, might, he might have added a couple lines. I don't
1: know. And yeah, that helped a lot. The fact that, um, like, you know, Charlie's kill sucked and, and he wasn't that interesting. But he, overall, wasn't, like, annoying or, like, you didn't want him to die. Or he wasn't, like, a bad actor or overacting. So, that helps a lot. Like, once again, after having a binge, I mean, not binge, but having a marathon all these movies. Uh, it's a breath of, uh, breath of fresh air to, like, see these actors, like, actually being, like, you know, somewhat likable. Because, um... Halloween 5 is the best example of just really annoying characters that when they die you, you don't care at all if anything you're actually happy and you cheer so even though I um, Charlie was a loser though huh. yeah but but he wasn't annoying like in Halloween 5 but even though this Man. movie though did do one of the same mistakes as Halloween 5 and that's the the fake outs and the the fake jump scares and, and the pranks and all that and it, oh it's just somebody else like you think it's Michael and then it ends up being somebody else playing a prank or or sneaking up on them, whatever. Like that gets old really quick, and uh, nowhere near as bad as Halloween Five. But I'm just surprised like in a movie that, that like learned from its mistakes and like erased the um all the other ones from the timeline, still makes like the same mistakes. Uh, that's one thing that holds it back a lot. If it wasn't for the jump scares, uh, this movie would be like a lot higher on my list. The no, fake I'm jump scares, glad... by the way, jump scares are okay. Just, just the fake outs are, get really annoying.
0: I'm glad that at least when you gave like a second recent viewing that you appreciate a little a little bit more. I like, do. It's, not, it's, not, it's not your favorite, <laughs> but you definitely appreciate a little bit more.
1: Yes. Yes, yeah, I definitely. I do. I
0: believe you were even saying like maybe you like Halloween eight more than this. Like I said be, before we uh
1: Oh yeah I, yeah. No, I, I, I think I, you I said that you had to get another viewing.
0: Yeah I, that, I hate to blow your cover. Definitely <laughs> not no
1: no I don't I don't think um and, I, don't, I think I was just in the moment. I definitely Would prefer this over eight. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I just thought that we had to do this. I was like, I do not want to watch this again. But yeah, no, it was a pleasant surprise. It's nowhere near as bad as I remember, but I still have a lot of the same problems with it. And definitely, definitely not as bad as eight, because this is like a a serious movie. Like, it has like a lot of funny moments, but it's not, it's not like stupid. Like, Resurrection insults your intelligence. This doesn't really insult your intelligence that much.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Maybe I'll watch Halloween eight right now. Like I said, we're going to. It is like the next said, movie. Uh, yeah, that's the next one we're doing. I'm, I'm actually taking. I told Siva uh, that you guys care. I'm taking a trip to Mexico in about a week. So again, I, I want to get this uh, next episode in before that. So I got to find time to watch them, um to watch what I find to be the worst movie in the franchise. But um, yeah. but, but again, uh, it's still it, it, as bad as they are. Especially like this movie, since like Halloween Eight, like since I haven't seen it in fifteen years. Like I said, it, it'll be f- and it'll be an okay watch because, like again, I forgot who dies. I forgot how they die. I remember, like, yep. I remember what's-his-name um, Buster Rhymes talking shit to Michael Myers and getting in a fight with him. Oh,
1: I thought you were talking about H2O. I'm, no, I'm not looking forward to yeah. that at
0: all. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to seeing, like, how they die and whatever. I'm sure it's going to be horrible. I remember <laughs> there were two guys in the movie at, like, a Halloween party that were dressed up as um, uh, John Travolta and... Samuel L. Jackson from um, Pulp Fiction. That's all I can remember. That that and the Buster Rhymes fight.
1: Yeah, uh, actually, uh, I take it back. That's actually the one thing that you can't take away from Resurrection, and we'll talk about it next week. If I'm remembering correctly, the kills weren't that bad. The kills were actually pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, I get. I. Think You're gonna were see. Going- Yeah, I'll I'll probably, I might watch it tonight. It's 1 a.m. Like I said, I I work in a restaurant, so I had to open up my kitchen at 6.30 in the morning today. So I've been up for 20 hours now. That's probably, I I hope I didn't sound exhausted tonight, guys. But uh, again, like, so I've been up for 20 hours and again, but um, so I'll try to squeeze this movie in here. I got a little Gatorade. I got some peanut butter. Could be a fun time. But um, I was going to say, anything else about H2O, Steve?
1: Um, yeah, it's, it's just, um, decent, you know, not not bad, definitely not bad, well-made, um, hard work put into it, a lot of cool homages, I like the cycle stuff, I like the homages, uh, homages to, um, um, Scream, actually no, I don't like that that much, but just, uh, all the, the stuff that, that that's like a callback to like the, the older Halloween movies, and just having the, the same actors, like the nurse, um, uh, the trip, yeah. the, the psycho his, her, um, Jamie Lee with her mom that's pretty cool seeing that uh, the Dr. Loomis voiceover in the beginning even though I heard that's like somebody doing an impression of him that was a pretty good impression and then when the nurse is going through the room and you see the picture of Dr. Loomis I thought that was really nice um, also very interesting that it's the first movie without Loomis and um, yeah, I think that that they did pretty well for you know um, I still want to say that, that Halloween 6 is the better 90s Halloween movie though Um, not better made definitely not not a better story not better acted definitely not a better movie so I I take that back more entertaining and better kills better Michael and better mask yes I think Halloween 6 is better when it comes to Michael Myers and when it comes to the killing and when it comes to like a a mindless slasher Uh, whereas in this takes itself a little more seriously so You can't compare them quality-wise, like production-wise, because obviously H2O is you know leagues ahead of it in every aspect, like the acting and all that. But when it comes to entertainment and and uh, Michael Myers, I think Halloween Six is better. And also, um, I just like the mask and just the look of it a lot better. Just if I had to pick a '90s Halloween movie to go back to, it'd still be Halloween Six, not H2O. So as much as I like this one this time around, I still find it like a little like. I don't want to say boring because that takes a lot away from it. It's, there's a lot going on in it, but just the least interesting out of all, out of um, a lot of them. Better, definitely better than five, and all, it's not a bad movie by any means. But it's just not one that I'm you know thrilled to go back to. Um, as in Halloween six, I've actually been thinking about it, a lot about it since we have seen it, and I kind of want to see it again because um, that was my first time seeing it when when we covered it. So. I'm interested in going back, and like I said, a Halloween H. Show, a lot of nostalgia for it. But even with that, I I can still say that it's just you know just okay to me. But um, definitely enjoy it, and I, I definitely recommend it. Anybody that wants to see all the Halloween movies, definitely look forward to H. Show because it's one of the better ones, especially after um so many bad ones that came before this one, and then bad ones coming after after uh, this one. So one of the better ones.
0: Yeah, Halloween is one of the rare franchises where like. Half of them are pretty terrible, and half of them are great.
1: <laughs> exactly. Or, like, or, or really good. Yeah, so if you're uh, watching them in order, look look forward to H2O for sure. I'm, I don't want to take that away from it. It's one of the better ones. Yeah.
0: No. Uh, again, um, so I'm going to give a couple recommendations. Um, mine are going to be movies that I believe both came out in 98, maybe 199. I'm not sure. I didn't look it up. But uh, The Faculty, which, um, again, is also a Josh Hartnett movie. Which was filmed, um, I think Josh Harnett filmed, the, he filmed Halloween first, but the faculty came out first. Um, again, the same thing we talked about with Paul Rudd last time. He filmed, Paul Rudd's first movie that he filmed was Halloween, but Clueless came out first. Because they were waiting to release these movies for, until when Halloween came around. Uh, faculty is about a, um, a school and a town being taken over by aliens. And again, it's very very similar to Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and you got to figure out who has it, like who is uh, and, and and the thing sort of. So again, they had to figure out who's um, who's human, who's not, and it's just a fun flick. Um, Ushers in that, and um, I always liked I always like what's his name, uh, Elijah Wood, and Elijah Woods in that, and yeah, that, that, that extra... cast is
1: phenomenal for uh, faculty. Yeah.
0: Who's What's that it? extremely hot girl in that movie? Um from Fast and Furious. George, Jordana Brewster?
1: Yeah, Jordana Brewster. And um the T-1000 from Terminator 2, uh Patrick Stewart. Oh yeah, yeah. R- yeah. Robert Patrick. Yeah, uh, uh Patrick Stewart. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah great, great adult teacher cast and great uh, student uh, young cast at faculty yeah. is great. Faculty is actually that. like um it's you know, this is outrageous because the thing is one of my favorite movies, but the faculty is kind of like the thing actually.
0: Yeah, the faculty is the thing, and which is just like invasion of the body snatchers. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, great H- what's her name? I think Selma Hayek's in it too. She, yep. she she plays a teacher, and um, what's that? John Stewart plays a teacher in the in the movie.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. I'll, yeah, for no, some I reason, I, I always um the faculty, and same with um Halloween H. Joe. We were also talking about this before we went on. Um, this was just like a really cool era for, for movies and. Halloween H2O um, Scream 2 Faculty and another movie that I think of when I think of movies like that uh, is Starship Troopers which is a masterpiece and I'm not even exaggerating um, just to like you know talk about how good it is Starship Troopers is one of the great alien movies also I just don't think it falls it, into horror
0: no it's more like sci-fi action yeah but I, I, I saw that in theaters also I, I, that is a great movie they have a couple of sequels I've never seen them but I could guarantee they're probably not as good as the original
1: I heard three but, is good. I, I want to watch three. I heard two is not maybe, good.
0: I think what's his name said the guy uh, Jake Busey, is in Starship Troopers. Oh yeah. But um, yeah, so again, like Urban Legend came out during that time. Cherry yep. Falls, all all that stuff. It, it was it was a good time to be a teenager. I, I know we did it last summer, oh, watching those horror films. Um, the uh, next thing did did you mention Disturbing Behavior, Steve? No, I didn't the certain behavior is very underrated again teen um again it's it's not about aliens but it's about um they they are doing uh mental experiments on on teenagers in this town and they're trying to make them they're trying to make them perfect and they're turning them into trying to think what other movie is like that where like everyone is uh everyone is Perfect in every way. It's kind of like um, I want to say like uh, Stepford Wives a little bit, where everyone in the movie like no one does anything wrong. Like it, but like things start going wrong. Like they start, uh, they see someone that has like a tattoo. The kids see someone that has a tattoo, or they see someone with an earring or a nose ring, and they freak out. And he rips some some guy's nose uh, ring out of the guy's uh, nose, and um, they start killing other kids that they feel um, aren't pure like them. And, again, that movie stars um, Nick Stahl from uh, Man Without a Face and Terminator 3, I believe. And it also stars um, James Marsden,
1: who... Cyclops.
0: Yeah, probably best known as Cyclops. Sonic and nowadays. Sonic nowadays. I've never seen those movies. i not going to lie, they, they look awful. Um, I, I can't judge them, though. I haven't seen them. but uh, And also... Going back to the Dawson's Creek, Katie Holmes. Everyone from Dawson's Creek had a big movie come out that year, uh, or ninety nine. Um, Katie Holmes was in this. Josh Jackson was in Urban Legend. Michelle Williams was in H two O, and James Van Der Beek was in Varsity Blues.
1: Wow. So, uh,
0: yeah. So, guys, thanks for listening. Like I said, I think I might. Oh, I didn't pop do my, a, my but...
1: recommendations.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I I I was <laughs> jumping.
1: Yeah um yeah I, I recommend um scream 2 because uh it's like that same vibe and uh, like i said even though i don't like the college setting that much for a halloween movie i prefer ironfield um scream 2 is that college setting and I, and I think that's like a better one and um uh, also uh, i didn't get to mention before to add on what you were saying before um that's really cool by the way that ll cool j would do that cameo um really quick for like some some kids doing a movie that he sees on the street um I agree too that he's a great um, uh, musician actor, and from that I want to recommend Deep Blue Sea, which came out in ninety nine, and in that he's also like a very likable character, and I'm pretty sure he's the one that actually yeah he's the one that ends up surviving, and um, that's because I think in the test screenings like the audience liked him so much he might have originally been supposed to die, and then they changed it to to him being the survivor at the end because of how likable he was. So, yeah, LL Cool J just has a natural charisma to him, and it's just like a very Cool, like, likable, like, everyday guy. So, um, definitely agree that he's one of the, the highlights of this. And so, yeah, recommend Deep Blue C and Scream too.
0: You don't really surprise me in Deep Blue C. For anyone that hasn't seen Deep Blue C, uh, turn this off now. I'll, 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 I'll give you 10 seconds to pause it or skip this part or cover your ears. The, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's your 10 seconds. That part where, um, Samuel Jackson gets eaten yeah. and like again like that was like that just came out of nowhere and he's like he's like no one's gonna fucking I forgot who his speech was but it's about like no one's stopping him and like he's gonna survive nothing's gonna get him and then like bam <laughs> like but like
1: uh that's like a legend again. that's like it became a meme at this point that's a legendary moment in like cinema
0: yeah yeah, that was great I can't like um they talk about there's, there's a joke going around Hollywood that like uh in horror movies the black people are always the first ones to die first um I, I guess that doesn't work out with uh, LL Cool J you know yeah <laughs> like and, um, he, he's surviving
1: everything <laughs> um again we'll talk about this more in Resurrection but um um he's the reason why they even Bob Buster Rhymes because they wanted like um uh, another um like mainstream rapper because uh, I think Mustafa Khan was saying that some studies found out that in the African American community um Michael Myers is their favorite horror uh, slasher so they wanted to capitalize mm-hmm. on that, and Ella did such a good job. They wanted him back for Resurrection, and they couldn't get him because um, his resume, you know, he, he, he was pretty big in Hollywood. He was getting some good roles because of how good he was. So he was busy, so they had to settle for uh, Busta Rhymes. And again, also very likable in a horrible movie. Uh, well, well, Resurrection's a horrible movie. H. 20 is not a horrible movie. But in, in that movie, um, one of the better parts, one of the only good parts, e- even though it's not fitting for a Halloween movie, is the character that Buster Rhyme uh, plays so you know, it kind of works getting like the charismatic rapper um you know on board so uh, was the first one and then uh, Buster Rhymes and then I'm trying to think I think that's the last time they did it but they both in did the pretty Halloween pretty good movies? Yeah.
0: yeah yeah I mean there's been rappers in other movies but yeah like, you know, Halloween movies. Mo-
1: no but ever since Resurrection yeah, I don't yeah. know if they if they really tried doing that again but it worked both times that they did it so you know it's pretty interesting
0: Yeah. Um, Again, like uh, I'm not. I I I like Buster Rhymes. I like his music, and I like uh, again. He's in. Like you said, he's probably one of the better parts of Resurrection, and also like I said, we talked about. I I love the movie Higher Learning. It's one of my top. uh, Remember last show, I went into like a 20 minute discussion on Higher Learning. I'm not going to go into it again, (laughs) but he he's in that movie too, and like again, like plays a cool character in that movie, but uh, yeah, but. Thanks for listening, guys. Next week, we'll be doing Halloween Resurrection. All right, be afraid.
1: Thank you.